Hello and welcome to one more episode of State of Retention Marketing. This is your host Ankur and today we are in conversation with Nandini Chandra. She's uh, been a growth professional for several years now, currently leading the charter for retention and growth at Credible and uh, she's a fabulous conversationalist. She's been a content background person and I'm quite excited to understand her journey. So Nandini, thank you for doing this. Thank you for being here. And let's just maybe, you know, give a little bit of introduction about your own journey from where you've been and how you're here. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Okay, so my journey, right? I know that you're interested in terms of my content background, but uh, here's the fun part. I actually studied filmmaking during my post-graduation. So from filmmaking, right now I'm a growth marketer. Yeah, the journey has been interesting to, this, uh, to say the least, but uh, fulfilling somewhere down the line. So how it all started is I graduated and then I realized Bollywood is just not for me. And uh, then I started looking out for jobs. It also happened to be the time when startups were gaining momentum in India, right? So a uh, lot of opportunities for content writers or content professionals as such. And uh, that's how I landed up my first job as a content associate. Now, that's the fun part about startups. You get to learn everything, whether you want it or not, that's a different thing. Sure. But you are thrown into everything mm. uh, as such. And uh, I was a content writer from there. They immediately decided that I would be in charge of creating the entire blog and getting leads from that. It's, it was an ethic uh, startup. So yeah, so from there, uh, I started understanding how organic marketing works and how do you you know build a content cycle which uh, revolves and you know gets users interested and in that entire awareness uh, consideration decision making the three basic stages of content marketing etc etc and uh, then uh, again because it was a very small team and people were friendly that's very important i also got to learn the digital marketing side of it like sure. how the ads are run so uh, you know, fun fact, I remember when the social media marketing was happening, again, pretty new at that time. This mm. would be around 2012, 13 or something. Uh, the Facebook dashboard, Facebook ads dashboard, what it was then and what it is now, my God. Like, of course. It's, and, uh, you know, the, every day I log in, every day it's a different dashboard. <laughs> so sure. that's, how, that's how quick things are changing, mm. right? But... Uh, going back to my journey, uh, so what happened was uh, then I moved and uh, I briefly worked with Inc. 42. I was a freelancer. I was responsible for all the startup related stories and all. So I think I at that point of time, I became pretty enchanted with the entire startup ecosystem and, you know, how things are. And that at that point of time, entrepreneurs or entrepreneurship was pretty much a novelty, right? You want to do something, you want to disrupt, you want to change the world. Sure. And of course, I didn't have a, you know, life-changing idea, but I wanted to be a part of it. Sure. So I thought I will be, you know, working with a startup. And in 42, working with in 42 gave me that opportunity to, to a lot of startups, of oh course. yes, and, you know, interacting with founders, etc., etc. Mm. But somewhere I also felt a bit limited because I would hear the new things that the founders are trying or their teams are trying and I'm somewhere just writing about it. I was sure. not happy with it, right? Mm. So I wanted to explore and thankfully... Get in the ring in some sense. You're still yeah. witnessing outside the ring, but you're getting Yeah, yeah. Now. I want to participate. I don't just want to be an observer. Sure. So uh, 
I started looking out. Again, uh, ended up um, getting a job as the first marketing person in a travel tech start startup. Okay. B2B travel tech startup. So okay. not very exciting. Sure. But at the same time, it also gave me the opportunity to learn a lot about from zero to one, how things are built, not just mm. the product aspect of it, but how do you make or rather how do you start your marketing? How do you make your name out there? And how do you retain that? Right? Um, if I'm being honest, like your day-to-day -day activities and such things, uh, you don't really think about all of this. You don't really mm. get the luxury of thinking about the bigger picture. Sure. But now in hindsight, I realized that's exactly what I have been doing, right? Sure. So um, that's what had happened. And from then on, it's just been an uphill journey. I think somewhere down the line, I was at the right places at the right time. And uh, in 2017, I joined a fintech startup. And uh, since then, I think I've been working only in fintech and there is just something, you know, infectiously positive about this space right now, which I do not want to leave. So uh, since then, I have been only been working with fintechs. I've been working with a, well, my first journey was with a Singapore-based wealth management platform. Mm. Uh, that's also the time when I started to learn about AI or the AI bit was becoming important. Mm. Then uh, I happened to work with India's 100th Unicorn as well. It's a digital new bank for SMEs. Sure. And right now I'm uh, working with Credible. Uh, it's India's largest working capital platform, B2B space. But uh, the very interesting thing about my job at Credible is when I joined it about almost a year and a half back, um, they launched a brand new product. So I was hired specifically to look after the product growth of it. And mind you, my role right before that was content marketing and content strategy from there to product growth and exclusively looking at user acquisition and then of course retention this is something uh, you know sometimes when i think back sometimes when i reflect i also don't realize how exactly it happened sure but it happened you're able to connect the dots looking backwards somewhat because normally uh, to have content folks go into the brand side of things is relatively more common right so would, i'm actually quite curious to figure out what were the key milestones in your journey which you thought were making you switch towards this side of the story are you able to now look back and say okay, okay this is one point where i made a meaningful shift and this is the second meaningful shift and now I'm like completely on the other side of the table. So I think the first meaningful shift for me happened when I joined the first fintech company that um, was there. Uh, the reason I'm saying this is uh, not just because it introduced me to the fintech movement overall, but also at the very same time, I was dealing with three very different markets. We had presence in Hong Kong, we had presence in Singapore, it was a Singapore headquartered company. And of course, we had a very strong presence in India. And uh, very quickly, uh, I figured out that how the user or at the end of the day, the customers behave, very, very different. Uh, you would expect a certain level of sophistication for your um, Singapore or Hong Kong based users. For India, it was about trust and the value for money. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know it sounds like a little bit of a cliche when you say that the Indian mindset, they're always looking for something that is worth the buck. 
it's absolutely true and if i look at myself as a consumer right mm. like why do you think uh, online platforms or e-commerce so much has like they have done so well simply because they are somewhere down the line giving us or at least making us think that they are giving us value for money and um that's that's i think going back to the discussion that we were having i think that was the most meaningful shift because uh, there you know it forced me to think that not one user is the same of course they are not but even more than that it helped me understand the different nuances and in in instead of just you know running some blanket or umbrella campaigns then i was forced to look at how do i reach to this particular set of people sure. and i would also say that that was also the very same time when i started to realize that i need to understand the journey again uh, pretty much on my own and i would probably not have uh, of course i knew about it but i would probably not have understood the funnels different stages of the funnel how they move what do you do in terms of you know nudging them pushing them to do make certain actions etc but that's how it became and it forced me to learn never been a fan of spreadsheets or excel files and now uh funny thing you open my laptop this all it. you will find is excel sheets and dashboards right that's yeah. the reality for growth marketer yeah very interesting switch so that's the first point where uh, the exposure to the singapore based pain is where your big switch from content pure content to now segments and funnels and understanding that side is there a second big step involved yes uh, that would be credible okay so um, so my transition from the singapore based company to open was pretty smooth um and open gave me a lot of opportunity to experiment with content it also gave me that uh, little bit of uh, experience in terms of working directly with the product folks sure. uh, because i was exclusively working for the retention segment right hmm. and then um, i joined credible and like i said it was about starting everything from scratch for the product that they were building and uh, there not just that you know we needed user acquisition but we needed aggressive growth also needed to understand if i'm getting the value for the money i'm spending and that's where you kind of have to so this is this is the scary part right mm. a lot of folks don't realize this but as a digital advertiser i wouldn't exactly call it marketing i will call it strictly advertising you are spending money and it is not your money it is everyone's money so you need to be very careful about what you're doing it see like uh, like we were having this discussion and you rightly said that everybody knows google and facebook and everybody knows how to scale but that's exactly the fact your competitors are already there if you're not doing it they will do it how hmm. do you tackle it what are the other channels do you have if you can make like i think it's all about finding that right balance and the right combination of digital if you have the luxury of having an offline presence mm. as well depending on the business of course. of course that's the thing you need to find that sweet spot and you need to hit hard you need to hit it every day you need to be consistent and voila that's when you know it happens yeah several years later an overnight success is born right yeah several years <laughs> later that's the awesome 